Hey, 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 hey. What's up, motherfuckers? How's everybody doing out there this evening? That's right. You are on the air with another episode of A Pow Wow with Pops. Coming to you on my world-famous podcast tour that probably about five or six people know about. <laughs> my huge my huge fan base. Or two of them. Yes. Two of them are sitting here. That's all that matters. Uh... Yes, again, like I said, I'm in New York. Uh, earlier, I had a nice interview with a friend of mine at the Oasis. And then, what's the name of the room? How do you say the restaurant? Esma. Esma? Esma. Uh, I was lucky enough to be invited by a friend of mine who's been up here in New York, uh, as we were talking about earlier, close to 14 years now, around there. Uh, was it was a man who traveled the country, did a little roadie-in, uh, part of the Gainesville scene, very supportive gentleman of the scene over the years, also a restaurateur, did a lot of kitchen work, and uh, decided to make a, a go of it uh, in the CIA, Culinary Institute of Art, and uh, show the world that uh, bacon can taste different. But uh, the, the, the gentleman I have with me tonight is none, none, none but other than... Uh, Adam Volk. Adam Volk. Adam, what's up, man? How are you doing this evening? I'm doing well. Uh, Good to see you, man. You as well, man. Thanks yeah. For, uh, thanks for coming out tonight. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate you um, uh, feeding me tonight. That was some good food, man. Great Thank stuff. You. Thank you very much. Uh, I dig the small menu. Very smart. Yeah. It's a keep it simple, stupid. Keep it simple. Keep it. Uh... Max drive throughs number one rule. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. That's why they the only served what they've served for the past yeah. thirty plus years. Yeah, that place. Keep it simple. They're still going? They'll sell it for a million bucks. That's the property in the building. Yeah, it's probably worth it. I mean, if you were open 24 hours a day, seven days a week, you definitely would make your money back there. Yeah. I mean, the biggest sell of that place is that they get the burgers fresh every day from Publix. Yeah. That's one of the biggest things. But, uh, no, besides Gainesville, we're talking about Gainesville here, folks. It's so hard not to when you're talking to somebody who used to live there. And uh, But, yeah, Adam used to live in Gainesville. Um he was, uh, for a while, you roadie for what band? Uh, uh, Torbid Against Me for a Torbid couple against years. Me? Okay, yep. and uh, prior to uh, doing that, when did you move to Gainesville? Um, I moved to Gainesville in 2001, I guess 2000, 2001. I started coming up in the late 90s. From what area? Um, at that point, I was living in Tampa Bay. I was living in okay. uh, Clearwater, actually. Okay. Uh, in a trailer with some fucking scummy punk kids. Nice. Um, kind of like a, yeah, like activist household. Okay. Um, and the first time I ever came to Gainesville, I actually hitchhiked up there from, uh, from Clearwater. Okay. Walked out to I-75, hitchhiked up. Oh, no shit. Got dropped off at the... I don't remember what exit it was, but uh, I got by the mall. Okay. And then walked into town. Walked all the university, all the day. All in. Um, got downtown. No idea where I was going. I wound up at the hardback. Of course. Met uh, Jeff Frank. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, his roommates, Gene and Rob Ogman. Gene Averkew and Rob Ogman were, uh, were in Europe at the time. Okay. So he just graciously invited me to his house, and I stayed there for like... Like a month, I think right. it was. Yeah, yeah. I uh, just like crashed on his couch and kind of bummed around town, met a lot of people, and was instantly in love with that town. Okay. And so you said prior to Clearwater, where were you? Like, uh, so where, where's, where's your, where's your original homestead? Like, where were you born? Uh, I was born in Pennsylvania, outside of Philadelphia. Okay. Uh, 
like a small suburban town, yeah, small like farm Montgomery town. County, uh, okay. a little town called Souderton. Okay. Uh, my family's from Northeast Philly. Okay. Um, Born and raised. Uh, Ninety-four. We moved to Florida. Ninety-four. It was nineteen ninety-three. Okay. I moved down to Fort Myers, uh, Cape Coral, Florida. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, lived there for a while. Went to high school there for a year and a half, and then. Um, oh, that must have been fun. It was awful. It was the worst. <laughs> I've Cape never, Coral. I've never met a town that hated children so much. Yeah, right. They just hate kids. Oh, they it's love like, old people. Yeah, yeah, it's an old people town for so sure. So it's just like, it's just every step of the way, it was just like. It's like old people, awful. old people in Florida. It's like kids shouldn't be seen. It's yeah. like, they should just go home. Go to school and go home. Yep. Yeah, Don't go I out in public and bother the old people. And so I, I went to public school in Pennsylvania. Okay. And then I moved down in uh, the second semester of eighth grade. So I went from a really awesome middle school, eighth yeah. grade, to the Lee County public school system, which was, it was a fucking shock. I yeah, was, yeah, yeah. It was astounding how just awful the public school Welcome system. Welcome to Florida. There. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah, definitely. So, I was I was in them the whole time. They, they were awful. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I made it halfway I through tenth grade and I dropped out. Okay. Moved up to Tampa. So, uh, um, wow, was that something your mom was cool? Your family, family was cool with? Were they? Um, they understood. Yeah. It was a. Uh, it was a necessary, you know. Were you so? Uh, I mean, you, you said you lived in a like activist house and stuff like that. So, so how old were you? So you were what, 15? I dropped out 14? and I was... 15, 16? 16, I guess. 15, okay. I, don't, I think it was 16. So at 16, what, what, gave, you the, um, what gave you the gumption and the, and the fortitude to, uh, to, to do something like that and like go out on your own and just do that? Um, Especially, I mean, so, it's rare that a parent, parents would be yeah. supportive of that kind of thing because like, hey, I kind of want you to finish school, but I guess... <laughs> they understood. They, what was that? They, what was that? So, like, they understood that. I mean, it, it wasn't like your normal kids' complaints of like hating school. Yeah, totally. It was being like they were real. They were real life complaints. I'm now in, in a class in ninth grade that was what I was in school in sixth grade in Pennsylvania. Exactly. So you, you know? could see the differences. Like, in the, it's a waste yeah, of yeah, my time. Totally. I, I, I tried the college thing a little bit, like right after I yeah. dropped out. I bounced back and forth between like Tampa and St. Petersburg. Right. Um, started playing in, in you know a punk band back then in like '96. Okay. Um, we were terrible. Did you play, did um, you play in, in a lot of bands or were uh, you? No, no, I played in a couple bands. I never played in any bands in, in Gainesville. Usually, just everything was down there in Tampa yeah. and St. Pete. Okay. Uh, no, actually, the band was in Naples. Oh uh, shit! Fort okay, Myers. so you had one down there too. Yeah. Oh, so, so Fort Myers band. So that's like no fraud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I actually saw. I remember I saw No Fraud back in 1986 down. Yeah. Like they had a warehouse down in Fort Myers yeah. or some shit. It was crazy, and uh, that was like one of the first punk shows I went to in Sarasota. Okay. Yeah, like I, we, we had those guys in the Belching Penguins. So it was like those were the two punk bands around '86 that were yeah. doing anything in Sarasota in that area at the time. So I, um, yeah, I was working at the, there was a record store in downtown Fort Myers called Offbeat. Yeah, yeah. And I was working there, playing music, kind of going up to St. Pete a little bit. We had some friends up there that were like in the punk scene. Um, James, who yeah. kind of later on against me, who's still against me, but. Um, so he, he lived up there, so we you know we would go up there, hang out with them. Um, and then when I was 
17, I moved up there full-time. I was living in Clearwater. Okay. Um, still back and forth, you know, seeing see my parents and whatnot. And the activism thing, was this, is this something that you got into... Um, I mean, especially something, you, it having your interest at such a young age, I'm guessing that maybe uh, you were kind of a, a somewhat of an avid reader when you were younger or something? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, what was what was it that was grabbing you in, in, in that era, arena that made you want to, like, go towards that? Or, like, what was it that pulled you towards that? Um, I think, you know, there was a lot of, like, mid-90s uh, kind of... You know, coming from the punk scene, you, you get to see a lot of the, like, Noam Chomsky's, yes. uh, like, like that kind of stuff, uh, People's History. Yeah. Reading those books kind of put me on that path. Okay. Um, got involved with some folks in, in Tampa or, or St. Petersburg that were doing food nut bombs. Okay. Uh, involved with, like, Earth First stuff, so environmental activists. Yeah, yeah. Uh, very interested in, like, the, the era and anti-racist action. And then yeah. later on, like, got involved a little bit with... Uh, Cross, uh, and then when I moved up to Gainesville, there was like books to prisoners, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that was always a, a important part. But that's kind of how I wound up in in St. Petersburg. Okay. Um, met those guys. Um, yeah, just kind of. And know. that was kind of like the beginning of your your journey in in. Uh, in, in I mean, I'm guessing that that was your journey pretty much that leads you to where you are now, I guess, you know, like, yeah. I mean, you said you're 16, 17 years old and you're moving out, you're, you've read books and things that have got your interest. I mean, because even in the 90s, I mean, it's largely unheard of of a, a 15, 16 year old kid, you know, dropping out of school. Yeah. You know, because he realizes how shitty this fucking Florida school system is, and I was yeah. like, I could teach myself better than these motherfuckers. I actually wound up enrolling in a in a homeschooling program. Oh, okay. That my father was the administrator, so I wound up getting my diploma. Oh, so that worked out. Then. Yeah, cool. but it was like real quick, just got yeah. it done, and then just kind of moved on with my life. Which is, you know, I, yeah, Florida schools, yeah, yeah, I could I could see where that happened. So you go, so you move to Clearwater in Tampa. You hang out. You play some bands. What was the what was the what was the first band that you started it in that area? <coughs> um, it was back in Fort Myers. Uh, okay, yeah, it was sorry. with Adam Shear, okay. Dustin Fricken, who okay. was the first bass player from Against Me, uh, Laura Jane, and myself. Yeah. Uh, we were called Against Me, or Jesus Christ, They're Against Me. <laughs> there Against Me. Uh, we were called uh, Common Affliction. Yeah. Okay. Um, it was just kind of like a grind. Yeah, yeah. Fast punk. Okay. Um, it's funny in, in uh, Laura's autobiography, kind of sums it up aptly by saying it was an excuse to get together with like-minded people and eat tacos. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. It was band practice twice a week, and then afterwards there was like a taco spot down the street from Dustin's house that we would go to. Okay. So I mean, growing up in Fort Myers and, and, and growing up with these with these other kids and yeah. the band, was there? Um, did you find it? How, how were the parents of like were, were all of were all of your parents pretty much like pretty supportive of, of you guys musically when you started doing it? Like was everybody? Yeah, I mean, was we, there kind we, of we like practiced. a really good yeah. backing from like artistically? I mean, like for sure. I yeah. Mean, Laura's mom was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, great woman. Adam's parents were really supportive. His dad actually played drums. Okay. When he was younger, so. Uh, 
grew up with music in the house. Right. We played in Dustin's garage. Like, okay. they let us practice there. Um, and his parents are wonderful. Yeah. My parents were supportive. My dad never really understood it. You right, know? right. Well, that's um, normal. So, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think kind of always thought the stuff my brother and I were into was, like, kind of like a goofy... Yeah, yeah. You know, phase kind yeah, of yeah, like yeah. flash in the pan kind oh, of yeah. thing, but um, it's funny. Yeah. I, yeah, my parents did the same shit. Yeah, at Bogart, it's a flash in the pan. Yeah, I'm like, well, ah. they're doing it for a long time. That's one big pan. <laughs> yeah. and it's a really big flash. Yeah. It's a slow burn. Yeah, it's a, yeah, very slow burn. Life, lifelong. So okay, so Fort Myers band rocking it out. So while you're in Fort Myers. And you were doing this band, that's when you decided to, not long after, to move to Clearwater in Tampa? Yeah, it's just like, it, I had not or been that was like the next step. I, I had gone to Gainesville once, I actually saw uh, Jawbreaker there in 96. Oh shit, yeah, yeah. But I just, I didn't have any connections there, so. A lot of music played that show, I was, I was at the Covered Dish. Yep, I, I saw them in uh, Atlanta, Georgia the night before. Nice. They played with, uh. That's a good fucking show. Bluff? Yeah, that's a good I forgot about that. There was another band, but I can't remember who they were. <laughs> and then, the, yeah, the next night was in Gainesville. Yeah. Um, so I saw them in 96, and like I said, like, I had no connections to Gainesville. Yeah. I didn't really understand it as a town yet. Okay. So I wound up in, in I'm Clearwater. I'm sure you're still like, that's a college town, just just by, from what you yeah. knew. I was the same way until yeah. I got it. I mean, I knew what was happening up there musically, yeah. but it just wasn't, it didn't click with me at that yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> so I wound up in, in Tampa Bay. Like I said, lived in St. Pete, lived in Clearwater. Um, and then, yeah, my, my friends went on a, a boat trip. Like, my friend Joel owns a sailboat, so they went on a, like a sailing trip. And uh, I couldn't go because I had to wait for some... I, I don't remember exactly what it was, yeah, but yeah. I remember it was I had to wait for some sort of letter from the state of Florida, something to do with, like... Uh, suspended license or an arrest or something. Right, right. It was, was something important like, enough I for you had to, to be there. I had yeah. to skip the trip. <laughs> and I shit you not, no, no sooner did they pull out of the driveway than the mailman pulled up and had it. Yeah. If they had waited 20 minutes, yeah. I would have been on the sailboat. <laughs> uh, it was well before the years of cell phones. So, so it's like they were driving. They were driving down the road, mailman drives yeah. up. I knew it was coming in the next few days. So. Yeah. Anyway, I did what I had to do and I wound up just walking out to I-75 and, and hitchhiked up to Gainesville. So. Oh, wow. That's how I... That moment, like, that was... Yeah, I was just like, I've got nothing to do, everyone's gone, and fuck it, I'll just go to Gainesville. Wow. And, okay, uh, and so yeah. that, and that was 2001. No, that was 97. 97? 97, 98, somewhere So that's when you first moved up? That's when I first went to Gainesville. Okay, first went to Gainesville. And I was up there for about a month, um, hung out a little bit. And then went wound up going back to Clearwater. Okay. And then I moved to Oregon um, on a whim. Just uh, to check it out? Like, you yep. heard something big was going, like well, things we, were we, happening? We have been or? doing a lot of stuff with uh, Earth First at that time. Okay. So So this was actually part of something that you were yeah, doing that was, was political. Yeah, but it was like, the woman I was dating, um, I don't know if you remember Yaro Titus. She lived in Gainesville for a the, while. The name's familiar. Yeah, I remember um, names like a motherfucker. Yeah. I just had to see the face, but yeah. the names, I definitely... So she she was born out there, and okay. we were dating, and we were talking, and we just decided to move out there. Right. Like, um, 
And then I got actually wound up working with uh, Earthworks Journal for a couple years, oh, wow. part of the editorial collective. Um, so I did that there for a couple years. And then in 2001, I drove back to Florida okay. and moved to Gainesville. Okay. And uh, yeah, so I was there until 2004. So you were in Gainesville for three years. <coughs> it feels like a lot longer. You're, tra- you're, you, you're another person who seems like someone... I noticed that, uh, about, especially about a lot of the people that live here in New York, is that a lot of people that lived there lived there for a short lived in Gainesville for a short time because yeah. they moved around a lot. They were travelers. Yeah. They tried shit out. You know, like like me, I was... Dude, I moved to Sarasota when I was six. I didn't move out of my parents' house until I was 23. Yeah. And then I went straight from there to Gainesville. And even there, that for was it. Twenty years. Right. And I've never been outside the U.S. Okay. Like I've never been outside. I've never been to Mexico. Like no, nowhere Canada. else. No, 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 never been anywhere else. Wow. I've always. I don't. You know, like I just, nothing's ever worked out to where any trips have never worked out to where I've been able to go. Yeah. You know, anytime there's been a chance where I could go. Yeah. I, I think the U.S. is like you're good here. This, yeah, you're this, fine. Yeah. yeah. Trump, Trump's um, keeping me here for a reason, I think. I've, yeah, I've actually <laughs> never... I've never lived anywhere as long as I've lived in New York. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I, I've lived in 11 apartments in New York. In, oh, shit, yeah, yeah. Years, uh, or 10 now, something yeah. like 10 or 11. Um, so I moved a lot here, yeah. but... I've never lived in one place as long as I've been. So between 2001 and when you moved here, you you did a lot of stuff in that short period of time in Gainesville. Yeah, I I always think it's I I always feel like I lived there for longer than I really did. Well, it's because you seem like you packed way the fuck more in than I ever did in fucking (laughs) three or four years. That's for sure. Holy shit. (coughs) Yeah, I mean it's it's cooking was always something that I kind of had on the back burner. Okay, no Uh, fun. I was always kind of afraid to commit to it. What, um, why is that? I don't know. It just was one of those things I, I kept... I think it was partially my parents really pushing me to go to college. Um, and you weren't... Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I tried it. I tried it a bunch of times. Yeah. And then, like... It's a, fu- it's a fuck show. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm I, pretty much... I got one class to finish, but, you know, like a math class or whatever. And I went back and did almost finished all my classes and shit. But it is. It's a fuck show, man. Yeah. I, I mean, I did it. I was good. I could do it. Yeah. I don't fucking like it. I'd ra- you know, like, I'd rather, like you say, be doing shit that yeah. I've been thinking about my whole life and the heart and the, and, the, and the drive that's for, you know? So, yeah, I mean, I was I was going to Santa Fe Community College. Okay, yeah, yeah. The one downtown, like, over by over by where I used mm-hmm. to live on, on uh, 2nd. There was that little annex yeah, campus yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was taking classes there, and I think I was, like, studying biology and like botany or something I don't, yeah. I don't fuck with it. Um, and then my father died really abruptly and uh, it was at that moment where I realized like I had been doing I've been trying to go to college for him okay right and, right right, right. Uh, and now there was really no and it was, yeah, kind of there was like, nothing that actually makes yeah. you, know, you don't have to prove nothing to, you know what yeah. I mean yeah it's like and I, I had been working in the kitchen at the top for a while yeah and oddly enough, right after my dad passed away, I went down there, and uh, the first kitchen job I ever had, I worked for his best friend growing up. Okay. Um, his best friend had suggested a knife to buy me. Oh, and I was wow. working part-time. Yeah. So it was kind of weird. My dad passed away, kind of allowing me to quit college. Did and when you... I got down there, 
my mom gave me what was supposed to be my Christmas present, which was a chef's knife from my dad. So it was like a weird kind of succinct. So like, like it was almost like he knew you were gonna do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did, did was that hard? Was your dad's death hard for you? Uh, what was that? Was your dad's passing hard for you? It was. Yeah, it was exceptional. Were you guys hard. really close? Yes and no. Yeah. Like, uh, we sounds we like he understood you. That's why I'm asking. Yeah, we, we butted heads a lot. Um, because you were alike, maybe. Yeah. Like yeah, kind of a lot alike. Okay. Um, but he was like ex-marine. All right, on uh, just a different version of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like very right-wing politics, but also like a very understanding person. Um, I got you. Wasn't like. So he he, yeah. he, understood, he understood empathy. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Uh, that's very rare. He, he kind of he kind of really was like beaten into that into that role I know as a kid. Yep, yep, yep. So there was a lot a lot more to him than I think he ever allowed. gave up because of that. Yeah. That 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 role you're supposed to play. Yep. I mean, because I grew up in a largely military family okay. as well. Yeah. And I was telling you know, we were talking earlier. I was explaining this up. Yeah. Very misogynistic. Yeah. Very controlling. Very, very regimented in the sense of like you watch how you talk to adults. Uh, yeah, you know. he, he had a lot of that, but he also had a lot of like, like I, I think my my father's dream was to own a restaurant. Oddly okay, enough, so see, so he which had. I didn't know until like way late in his life. Um, he actually had opened up a restaurant right before he passed away. Oh wow! With fuck, his, the first guy I ever worked yeah, for, yeah. they opened up a restaurant together, a little cafe. And it was like his dream, but I never knew that. It was That's like really wild. weird, so. Um, but yeah, so it was kind of a weird, it was kind of, a, like I said, it was like a weird, like, almost, I allowed myself to realize, like, this is what I want to do. And in a way, he kind of, sounds like he kind of gave you the go-ahead, too, when he gave you the knife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what For I sure. mean? Like that was like his way of like, yeah, just fucking do it. Kid. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think it was I like think, he figured it out. I think you know, I was I was taking classes part time and working part time, and we would we would talk on the phone. And so like, he knew you're like he could probably hear in you. Yeah, but also when he opened that restaurant, this kid ain't happy. Yeah, when he, he opened that hear, restaurant, yeah. I was like, what the fuck are you pushing me to go to college? Like, yeah, you want to do the same shit I want to do? Yeah, like, exactly. So that's funny. That's yeah. see, that's how you know he knew when he gave you that knife. Yeah. You could tell that he he got it. <laughs> that's funny because you know what's so funny though is like it's, I have an uncle. You know, he was, he was in the military. He's very big in the military and shit like that. And I, you know, at one time I wanted to go to the military, but he was like very out. He's like, listen, if you're going to the military, go to college first. Yeah. And I think there's a certain generation of people here in this country that maybe we, did, we, we didn't grow up that way, but they did. Even if you have a choice that you want to do something, maybe go to college first. Yeah. As a fucking fallback, so you got some shit. Yep. Because that's what they always worried about. You know, you got to fucking fall back. You got something to fucking fall back on. Yeah. And in our generation, we don't give a fuck about shit like that. We, we yeah. make do with what we can make do with. For sure. And we make it fucking work. You yeah. know, the best that we can. Not that it's gonna be fucking perfect, but it's gonna work. Yeah. You know. And I mean, it, it also I think ties into like the like the the culture, like the subculture that we're yeah. part of, is you know, it's just. We get by, you know. Yeah. I think it's a big part of uh, just that, like, uh, I can't remember what I'm looking for, but just, yeah, like, I know just the mean. ability to persevere. Through. Yeah, yeah, persevere through anything, because we always know that we have, uh, 
if, if there's an issue, like we said earlier, you know, you always you always have someone you could fall back on in so many manners. Yeah, you, know, you got yeah. you got a team of some sort. You got a you got yeah. a you got a large you got a large like yeah, we know you team, and then you got that nice tight team that you know yeah. I'll catch your shit. Yeah, you yeah, know what I mean. The, you've got the the community that that comes with with our, our yeah our yeah culture, for so, better or for worse. Yeah, so you left Gainesville in two thousand four. <laughs> is that when you went into the Culinary Institute? Went to the Culinary Institute. Um, where Where is that school located? It's in uh, Poughke- or Hyde Park, New York, up near Poughkeepsie. Okay. About an hour and a half north of here, two hours. Is it a pretty? Is it a pretty like besides the college, a pretty small town? Like Poughkeepsie is a little bit of a larger town. Hyde Park, like is, Gainesville, large college, or uh, like kind of well, like Ocala size. Um, it's probably more like Ocala. Okay. Uh, but you got like. You've got Vassar College, you've got CIA, you've got, I don't remember any of the other yeah, colleges. There's, there's a like bunch six, of six colleges nice in shit like up the there. Yeah, yeah. area. Um, and, you know, I'm led to believe many of them are, are pretty pretty nice prestigious colleges. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but it's a really weird town. It's just like, it's kind of a shithole. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, it, it was one of the worst places I've ever, I've ever been. Really? It's just like... So pretty. So maybe it's that bad. Just so you know, all you have to do is worry about school. Yeah, I mean it was great for me because it, it kept me really focused on school. Um, I was coming down here on the weekends, uh, working. Yeah. And then for the in between the first and second year, you do a, an internship. Okay. Um, for some reason in the culinary world they call it an externship. It's the same thing, but they just use a different term. So that's when I came to Brooklyn. Um, I was living with Lucy Olowinski, um, working at a restaurant called David Burke and Donatella in the Upper West, Upper East Side. Okay. Um, went back, finished school. Uh, that summer is when I met my my now wife. Okay. Um, you could say her name and give her, her a shout out. Emily. Emily, uh, shout out from a powwow with pops. Yeah, yeah that, uh, we like to we like to say hi to all the. Great light ladies that are behind all the goofy dorks who are in front there doing this um, kind of shit. So yeah, so I Smart met I met ladies. Emily at a really shitty bar in Manhattan. Um, and he said it was the way you met was classy. It was a shitty bar, but the way you met was classy. Yeah, very classy. Uh, <laughs> there was whiskey involved. There, oh, that's classy. Um, <laughs> Gentleman Jack. <laughs> um, so I went back up to school, finished, came back to New York. Uh, lived in Manhattan for a little while and moved to Brooklyn. Uh, yeah, and then shit that was uh, eleven years ago when I yeah. finished school, and uh, I've been living in Greenpoint for almost that entire time. Oh shit! Okay. And then drank a lot of beers, met a lot of people. Right, right, right. Helped me kind of uh, figure out. A way to, to open a restaurant. Okay. Do that, that magical networking that happens you, after restaurant work. After networking and stuff like that, like when you when you were in an area like this, <coughs> especially with the amount of restaurants that are in the city, what is the? Just say if there's some like a, just which you know there is. There's a kid just like you sitting somewhere in Naples, Florida, or somewhere in Florida. Yeah. Punk rock kid probably likes to cook. You know, would probably love to fucking live in New York one day himself, or in Philly, or do something else like this. You know, yeah. California, for fuck's sake. What? What's something that you could say to someone 
who's got that artistic drive like you did, I guess, in a sense, in the food aspect of it. Because, I mean, to me, like I was saying, the reason why, I mean, I want to interview you is because th there's an art to doing the things that you're doing. There's an art not only to cooking, but there's an art to... There's an art to networking, there's an art to getting to know people, there's an art into treating people a certain way uh, when it comes to professionalism and business in a way yeah. that, you know, in, in that sense of the meaning, like, how you want to be treated in return, yep. you know, what what is there, what would you like to tell somebody out there, say who's like maybe 16 years old, whose dream it is to do what you did, what the fuck, you know, like, is, is it likely? I would yeah, I mean, say... Since it happened for you, do you think it's just as likely for anybody to put that effort into? Yeah, like you I, I think the, the advice I would give is go to college as a backup. Asshole. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I would say... Um, I knew it! If you... If you if, if, Cooking is what you want to do. Um, just put yourself in it. Right? Just yeah, like think twice because it's a it's a it's a rough it's a rough life. It's but, um, it's it's hard work. It's it's really hard work. Um, it's not a fucking joke. So I would say the the thing is find find a kitchen you want to work for, work in. Find a restaurant that you want to work for. Yeah. In your town. Yeah. Put in a couple years. Keep your eyes open. Keep your notebook yeah. with you at all times. Write everything down. Ask questions. Yeah, yeah. Be respectful. That's a thing. Read books. Yeah. Read cookbooks. And with like, you know, with with. Shit. And don't be afraid the, to try shit too, yeah, right? Try shit with the way with the way that like internet is now, which was such a great resource that wasn't available when I was right? young coming up. Like there are endless videos about cooking techniques on YouTube. Right. But just. Find a, a, a kitchen to practice your crafts. And make sure you love it. Yes. Don't do it if, if your heart's not in it. Yeah. Because that's one of my biggest complaints right now with, with my industry is... You see a lot of posers. There's so many people that want to do it. They're posers. They think they want to do it. Yeah, yeah 100%. They're fucking posers. And they, they come into the kitchen, they realize how hard the work is. Yeah. We had, uh, we had a cook re recently working for us who uh, had a, a fucking... $200 Japanese chef knife and a fucking $3 attitude. You know? That's what I'm saying. The, 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 the tools don't make the fucking mechanic. And, and yeah. Because <laughs> so, I did mechanic at work. I can tell you, yeah. there's a lot of guys with some really nice boxes yep. out there that couldn't fix a CV axle. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yep. it's like... Sure. It's just... it's it's uh, But just, just be honest. To yourself. To first. yourself. Be honest with your chef. Be respectful. Keep your head down. Yeah. Work really fucking hard. Ask a lot of questions. Ask a lot of questions. Push yourself. Put yourself outside your comfort zone. And then Do move. you think that's probably one of the most important things? Is that sounds like that's two of them. Put yourself out of your comfort zone as much as possible. And if you can, move a lot. Yeah. Like every few years. Try <laughs> try a different. Try a different region. You know, something yeah. like that, as you say, like, because it sounds like you did that. You moved around a little bit. You tried different spots. Yep. Yeah, I know. No, I mean, if, if uh, I can't, yeah, I can't, can't stress how important it is to work in different restaurants. Yeah. But give it a year, minimum. Yeah. Go work somewhere for a year. Fine. Go work a fast, go work a quick slam out breakfast diner from 6 to 2 in the morning, yep. then go try a dinner restaurant <coughs> and see what they deal with. Yep. And then try a fucking brunch place that yep. fucking just slams out shit. Find the best restaurant in, in your town. Go that work does, there yeah. for a year. And then find the next biggest town that you can move to. Right, right. And go move there and find the best restaurant that you can work for there. Yeah. Um, culinary school's not necessary. 
it was a good thing for me. Um, it kind of got me out of out of Florida. Like it was a. It was, it was helpful. It pushed me to leave. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, so, what, what are some of the, if I might ask, what are the, what are the some of the probably, I think, not just like from the cooking idea, or for even the business idea that they teach you in the college. But probably what are the two most important things that the culinary school taught you that, that you that you probably use all the time? Like um, a lot of it was I mean a lot of it was just like it, it helped me refocus, you know. Um, so on a personal level for the first time being really focused on cooking. Yeah. And not just the how but the why to right, techniques. Right, 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 right. That was the biggest thing. It really got me to understand that it's just not how you do things. You have to understand why you do things. And coming to that realization, I think, was the biggest, okay. the biggest eye opener for me. Um, Does that make it more of an artistic, more more of an artistic side of it for you? <laughs> like seeing, like because you are, because you are, food affects the mood. Yeah. Just like art does, you know yeah. what I mean? Do you, do you have what I'm saying? Like, yeah. before I'm making the connection here, do you see that in that in that way? I mean, oh, for sure. I mean, yeah. you know, like it's so. The other thing that I really got from that school was was the idea of of hospitality as as a as a career, as a way to go through life. Yeah, you know, and. It's a, it's, it was, it really taught me about what makes a good restaurant and, and what makes a good experience and how, how a diner can walk in your restaurant feeling one way and between the hospitality of, of your staff and yeah. the way you train your people right. and the meal and the, and the quality of the ingredients and the food that they eat, they'll leave with that. That is, that is now the, like, what, what's affecting them. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, um... I gotta say, I, I'm, I'm pretty. I, I had a great time at your restaurant. I mean, everybody. I got there early, you know. Like you, you were, you had to wait for your car, and uh, you know, everyone there was very, very kind, very nice, very, very, you know, yeah. polite, very friendly. Uh, like because they're terrified of me. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, they're, it's a great staff. Like motherfucker, better do it now. When, when we opened. Um, we were really fortunate to get a couple of people that were into it. Just people that were into it, and people that you know, like. I mean, I, I dig your place. If I lived up here, that probably I'd be doing. That's the kind of shit I'd be doing. Like, yeah. it's the kind of. I mean, like that's a, it seems like a pretty, pretty right on place, you know. Yeah. So it's I mean, like, we, we've been open two and a half years, and we, we really were able to find people that really believed in what we were trying to do. Um, really supported us through the beginning. Um, and are just they're still there and they're they're great they're great great I mean it's it's one of the easiest restaurant openings I've ever been a part of okay and to this day it's still like some of the staff like some of our front of house staff is just it's some of the best best folks I've ever worked with yeah you can throw out some names if you want to uh Sean Hart's alright Cedric (laughs) Cedric's great alright there's really like not a single person on that staff right now that Say something good about. I yeah. yeah. We've, we've only had a couple a couple duds. Yeah. They're no longer there. Yeah. They they so. weed them fucking selves out. For sure. You for know. Sure. 
Especially if you have a, if you have the right crew of people who are fucking <coughs> cool and shit. You yeah. know, you can usually weed out a shithead pretty fast. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's they they make themselves pretty uh, pretty known to the rest of the staff pretty quickly. Yeah. So you're married now. You have a child. How old's your kid? Kid is 20 months. Okay. It's March. And, and yeah. What's, what's uh. What's fatherhood done for Adam Bolt? Like, what what is that? How what's that done for you? Um, there's a there's a thing that I was always like really hesitant to um, acknowledge and like allow myself. And that's yeah. Happiness. I know. What um, you mean. It's pretty fucking awesome. Um, you know, everyone's gonna say it's it's a life changing experience. Yeah. Because obviously it fucking is. Because you just. Made you a made person, a fucking person, yeah. And you're now And you gotta keep it alive. Yeah, you're, you're on the fucking grid. They to got a social security alive. number. You're responsible to <laughs> like teach that that person. And make sure they don't grow up to be a killer. Yeah. Or <laughs> That's if they some do be a killer, stress. just but like make sure yeah. that they're at least a decent person for yeah. the day, you know. <laughs> but um yeah. And you're only killing bad people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm raising Dexter. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I'm late. Um, no, but it's, it's like, it's so much responsibility. And, yeah. um, and it, it, it shouldn't be taken lightly. And it's, it also comes with such like a, a for me, like a newfound purpose. And yeah. just like a fucking unexplainable joy. It's really, it's, it's, it's intense. You know, you know I mean, you tell me your story, you know, your, your wife works you know, lives in Philly and stuff, and you're going to be moving there and stuff, and you're finishing up stuff here in town, after being here close to four, four it'll be 15 years probably by the time you get done with everything. And yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll never really be done here, Yeah, because I still, still own the restaurant. So, so you always have the uh, piece of you here. Yeah. When you were, when you were living, when you were living in Clearwater... And you were thinking, I mean, I'm guessing maybe you were even thinking about cooking back then, weren't you? Like, I, I, I cooked, thinking? but it was always, like I said, it was like a job. Job. It was a back burner, you know. So, so, like, technically at 16 and you were doing the stuff that you were doing, you could have never seen yourself in 2017 sitting here in a bar in, in, in Williamsburg, you know, Brooklyn, yeah. New York, owning your own place and having a baby. And, I never and, thought I would move to New York first off. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> As I said earlier, you know, I went into I went into fatherhood kicking and screaming. You know, did you? Um, I, I would have to say <laughs> I would have to say my you know my wife was right. Yeah, it's pretty fucking rad. Yeah. Um, well, I she, told she's you she's a about, lot smarter than me. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, that's how this yeah. shit works, dude. I think all of us all us uh, ditch dwellers married smart yeah. collegiate ladies. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Well, see, that's one of my funniest things that I love about Gainesville. It's like. Like, it's like most of the dude, not, not just in this a bad way, but I, I would say this more about myself. I'm just being self-deprecating. You know, we're, most of the dudes in Gainesville that I knew were a bunch of fucking idiots, and we all got lucked out and met, just happened to luck out and meet a drunk college chick. Yeah. You know, that's all it was, you yeah. know? And it's like, and, and there's such a large group of men yeah. who, if it wasn't for these drunk college girls that we met, yeah. we'd probably all be living together. Yeah. In Gainesville, in a fucking yeah. shitty house. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's it's funny how yeah, we've sure. all been saved by intelligent women, in, in a way. You yeah. know, like yeah. not saying that we're we don't have intelligence of our own kind. Yes, yeah, yeah. But the one, you know, like they were in college. Yeah, yeah. yeah we yeah, were like were, trying yeah. to play music. Yeah, yeah. Cool shit, change the world. Yeah, you know. So yeah. 
it's funny to, to, to see the differences in, in, in the way that things change. Um, so you're going to be still part of this. You're going to definitely move on full-time <coughs> to Philadelphia, you say, yep. and try to do something there, you say. And, and you said you wanted to open, uh, what type of place did you, were you thinking It's going to be about? like a fast casual or like, not even fast casual, quick service. Yeah, like I'm gonna open up daytime, nighttime. Or you want to do dinner or you lunch, gonna... late night delivery? Okay. Um, imagine like a fancy Kentucky Fried Chicken. Okay, cool. Or a fancy Popeyes because I actually like Popeyes better. Yeah, yeah. I got good, some good, good rice shit. and beans. Yeah. Um, rice and beans are shit. So like fried chicken, some sandwiches, lots of sides. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Small, like if if there is any seating, maybe. 20 seats. Just, just something small enough to, so they come in, eat, get the fuck out. Kind Counter of service yeah, only. Yeah. You know, no, no, no table service. Uh, no booze, no, no yeah, wine, yeah. no beer. Just Super simple. Fucking, yeah. Don't want to deal with it. Well, it sounds exciting. Yeah. I mean... I'm, I am excited, you know. It's funny because, you know, I we've been doing this, this restaurant for two and a half years and... Every Saturday I have, from four, 4 to 6, there's 20 people in the building on payroll, right. clocked in. And it's important to me that we were able to, like, create those jobs, and we were able to, like, we just had our holiday party, and I was, I was kind of standing there, and it, it dawned on me that everybody in the room is, you know, relies on us to pay, pay the rent. Yeah. And that's a big, that's another big kind of uh, responsibility, you know. Yeah. We have to... And, and, the best, and the other thing, too, is, like, without the workers, there'd be no business. Yeah. You know, so it's like, you guys are, you guys are doing for each other in such yeah. a good manner. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's another thing, too, I think a lot of restaurant owners forget. Yeah. You know? No, I mean, you ain't got workers, you ain't got a business, bro. <coughs> they're they're, you know, they're like, as important as... As the money that was there to open it. You know, I mean, yeah, money, the the, the business, yes, you can always get money to open a business. Yeah. Doesn't mean you're going to have fucking workers. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's lots of businesses that have opened every year and they can't keep workers and they close. Yeah. You know, you got to know how to treat your people right so they care enough about you that they want to keep that shit open. For sure. That's the thing, you know, like, and that's the thing. That I would tell anybody who owns a business. I know I could just tell by the people that work for you that you guys have that there, you know. And we were talking about wages earlier and the things that people would like to do. And I think after a while, I mean, I, I think hopefully in a couple of years we're going to get to an area where people are going to understand how much easier it is to pay people a living wage. Yeah. And, and down the road you're going to see, you know, with that, we don't have to put so much money into the, the system to feed Walmart workers, yeah, or, or these people who are providing these services yeah. for everybody, they'll actually be able to take care of themselves, and so the and a lot of them be less money for everyone else to put in, you yeah. know, in the grand scheme of things. So it's awesome to see that you are are even thinking about that, especially yeah. from someone who came from Gainesville, yeah. <laughs> you know, who worked for a bunch of people who didn't think that. Way. Yeah, you know. Well, I mean, so. and it's funny too because as we're saying all this, part of the business model for the new concept is less staff. Because at the end of the day, the people that have given us money and are going to give me money yeah, for yeah, this totally. project, I have a responsibility for them to no, be able to return sure. their money. Yeah, so I, I want to find a balance of, I would love to have a restaurant, you know, this concept, have five or six locations. It's my ultimate goal. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to have two or three in Philly, two or three in New York. Um, 
and you know, each each one will have probably about Gainesville. ten. Eventually, you know, <laughs> I would love to have a reason. That'd to be Gainesville fucking right awesome now, to know? open a place like that in Gainesville, dude. Because the yeah. delivery service that served chicken and stuff like that late yeah. night in Gainesville get fucking five would star make for their money. five star wouldn't know what the fuck to do. I still Does remember their number. Food like that, yeah, I know. Three five two three seven five fifty six hundred. Jake Crown, fucking every Friday. Jake Crown every Friday night. I mean, you know his cat's named Five Star, right? I did not know that. He named his cat Five Star, and like every Friday night, of course, he puts up a picture. It's him on his lap with a Five Star box, and the and his cat sitting there eating, <laughs> eating Five Star pizza. Like he's a Five Star, you know, like. Yeah. He, he's him too. He always called, you know, he always talked about five star when he was up north yeah. doing his own thing too. That's know? funny. I mean, yeah, that's a number that I will never, <laughs> ever, ever forget. You should make that the number for your story. That would be amazing. <laughs> Shit. I should see if I can do that. That's a, that's a great idea. Um,. But man, shit! Uh, I don't want to keep you anymore. I mean, I mean, we're, I, we've we've covered a lot. I mean, yeah. I think we've I, we've definitely gotten a lot of the the basis up to now. And shit, if you're gonna be doing something in Philly, I could wait a couple years and then we could do yeah. this in Philly. Because I mean, this is definitely something. Like I told most people, and a one-time thing. You know, I yeah. mean, my my idea of doing this is again to reconnect with people as we're getting older and to keep yeah. in touch with people and, and to keep that. Uh, that, that thing that, you know, even though not everybody who lived in Gainesville or everybody that you thought was, you know, going to be there for you forever are going to be, but the majority are, yeah. you know, and, and the majority of us meant what we said to each other on those drunken nights, yeah. you know, where we said we'd always be there for you, brother, no matter what, yeah. you know what I mean? Yep, yep. You know, and, uh, you know, I don't know if I ever said that to you, but that is, I mean, I mean I'm one of those people, as soon as I... You know, I ever met anybody in Gainesville who was nice to me. I was the type of person who just like, I'll take care of this person. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's the how pop. I mean, that's how pops came about. You know, yeah. that personality in so many ways is that I had, I had gotten and received so much in Gainesville from people that I would never had gotten from even my own family growing up. Yeah. And it meant so much to me that I was willing to give as much as myself to my friends as I possibly could, in yeah. any way possible. You know. And uh, and you've showed me a lot of great love tonight. And I really appreciate that very yeah, much. Uh, it means a lot to me. It's, it was a pleasure to catch up. And uh, you know. and uh, yeah, great. And I'm glad everything is going the way that it is, and more positive vibes uh, towards you and your family, dude. Thank you, man. You know, don't have any more clothes. One more on the way in August. <laughs> two kids is great. Yes, two kids are great. Stop uh, after that. Yeah, no, you know. I'm excited. We're, we're uh, <laughs> no, expecting congratulations. A, a girl in August. Really? So. Fuck yeah. I'm excited. Right, Dad. Good yeah. for you. And then that's it. Ha uh-huh. ha. A yeah. girl. Yeah. No, I'm excited, man. It's going <laughs> to be no. fucking great. But uh, again, thank you so much for doing this. Everybody out there, you know Adam Volk. Uh, the ones of you out there that know him better than I do, I'm sure we're always able to enjoy and get the experience that I was lucky enough to get tonight. Uh very open, very uh, loving, very caring gentleman. Uh, very made me feel like I was at home, uh, and uh, I appreciate it, man. Again, yeah. Uh, and to all of you out there in the podcast world and the electronic world, uh, that's it for me tonight. That's another edition of a Power with Pops. Uh, if you guys have a chance, take care of you, take care of one another, watch each other's backs. 
Uh, somebody needs a hand, lend a hand. Somebody needs something to eat, give them something to eat. Somebody need a dollar, give them a dollar. Uh, there's always somebody out there doing worse than you. So please do what you can. Uh, hashtag no dapple. Hashtag fuck the police. Hashtag put your guns down, pigs. Uh, you all have a great night. Take care of each other. I love you. Deuces.